Texas and Oklahoma come in the league early ahead of time? That's not up to me. That's uh, about the relationship between uh, Oklahoma, Texas, and the Big 12. We are focused on the addition being effective July 1st, 2025. Understand now, I have a Boston, Midwestern, Louisiana accent now. So, you know, you're, you're, it's three dialects into one. So it's no longer family. I got like all kinds of stuff to throw at you. So just be ready. I'm just so excited I get to do it here at Dodger Stadium. I really didn't think anything of it at the time. I was like, well, yeah, it'd be fun to do it or whatever. But now that it's finally here and I get to start that game tomorrow night, it just, uh, it means a lot. He keeps going. He's down on the knee. He's got it. That is flipped sky high. And Juan Soto is your 2022 Home Run Derby champion. It's TJ's fault. Hour three, T-Row in the morning show on a Tuesday, July 19. Toby and TJ back with you here on The Ref, 46 days away from a Sooner kickoff. Uh, MLB draft continued yesterday, rounds three through ten. Several more Sooners and Cowboys off the board. Jimmy Crooks is a St. Louis Cardinal. That one hurt a little bit, TJ. Yeah, Very like happy that. for didn't Jimmy. like that. Happy for him, but, man, makes you itch. He is he he will be uh Yadier Molina's uh replacement. I think there might be a break. I think probably, those two, hopefully but. there's a gap in between there by a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise Yadi will be eighty three when by the time Jimmy's ready, I think. Fourth round though. I mean that's impressive. That was impressive. Blake Robertson. I, I didn't expect that. I expected him to go and go in the top ten rounds, but I did not expect that early on on Jimmy. Blake Robertson, seventh round to Tampa. Tanner Treadaway and Trevin Michael both go in the 10th round. Pittsburgh and uh, Detroit. So what is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven Sooners in the first 10 rounds. Man, when this season started, did you think there were seven guys on this team? I knew. That would have gone in the first two rounds. I knew there was uh, Peyton Graham. Uh Uh-huh. And Peyton Graham. Jake Bennett, Jake Bennett, was not yes. Jake Bennett. He had been okay, but right. he wasn't a. But I could have seen him if you would have said, "Do you think he could go in the first ten rounds?" I would have said yes. Um, but no, yeah, you're right. I wouldn't have uh, envisioned a few of these guys going that high or having the uh, impact in the season that they had, especially down the stretch. Boy, going to Omaha really helps, doesn't it? It helps a lot. Helps with the perception of the program. Helps in the draft. It helps in recruiting. Uh, Omaha is important. 
Yes. Yeah. Um, and 10 more rounds today. Maybe the biggest news yesterday is, for OU Baseball, David Sandlin and Chaz Martinez were not drafted. Especially Sandlin. Now, maybe they go today and they still go, but I would say there's a pretty good likelihood that that means their dollar numbers weren't met and they're coming back next year, which is huge. I mean, uh, if that's true, Teach, Sandlin goes into next year, one of the big names in the Big 12, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the assumed Friday night guy. So we shall see. Now, we heard a soundbite off the top from uh, Brian Kelly at LSU. How do you feel about Brian Kelly? Um, I think if I were to meet Brian Kelly in person, I would then go immediately shower. Because I would slimy, feel slimy and disgusting just even standing in the same room with him. Who I think he's think? about as big of a sleazeball as there is in college football. So perfect fit for LSU. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, boy, I think this is going to be a fascinating train wreck to watch because I just, I, I don't, from your perspective or what you just said about me, you know, maybe being a little slippery, I get it. But from a cultural perspective, I don't think Brian Kelly and LSU go together at all. And he's trying to act like they do. Well, I know he's he is, but come him. on. I got all kinds of accents I could drop on you. I could be a British man if I wanted to be. <laughs> did, did, you, did you drink or take medication before the show today? What is going just, on? I have I had a I just had a vacation. You've got to go to Montana more often. Jeez. It's, it's good to get a break from you for a while. Um But don't you think it's a weird fit? I mean, Oh, like, it's definitely a he weird doesn't, fit. He's like, who, who was the guy that was there? But who who just got fired? But uh, Ed Ogeron won the championship. Ed Ogeron at LSU, hand Dream in glove, matchup. right? Yes. Yeah, he talks like a Cajun. He is a Cajun. Uh, Brian Kelly is a carpetbagger. We still say that. Is that that's something that's okay to say, right? That's an old term from back in the Civil War era, right? I don't know. Came from the North. Probably not acceptable then. Now I don't know. I don't know if it's not. I apologize. I think I don't know why it wouldn't be, but he came from the North. He feels like he's trying to fit in down at LSU, and I I just just don't think it's going to work out. I just refreshed Twitter. You've been canceled. Oh, jeez, that was quick. Oh, thank God, that was quick. Uh, so anyway, so if if when OU goes to the SEC. All of the same 14 coaches are, well, let's say 15. Let's keep Sarkeesian in the mix, okay? And they won't be. Somebody's going to get fired after this year or whatever. But let's just, for the sake of this discussion, the same 15 coaches in the SEC that are at their post now, who will be the most irritating? Give me your top three rankings. Who will you like the least? Jimbo's number one for me. Okay. Brian Kelly's Why? probably an easy two. I just can't stand anything about Jimbo Fisher. What I said about uh, Brian Kelly. I agree with you. But Brian but Kelly's a great guy compared to Jimbo Fisher. Okay. That's how mm-hmm. I feel about mm-hmm. Jimbo Fisher. <laughs> it's one step away from the devil. He's Kaiser Soze. Uh, I think Kaiser Soze is very likable. <laughs> 
I, I think Brian Kelly's two. I'm running through the coaches in my head. See, I find I'll give them to you. Ready? Here, here are the uh, here are the current coaches in the SEC. Uh, Nick Saban, uh, obviously. Go oh, go ahead and give me your opinion as I go through here. Nick Saban. Uh, I'm unlike a lot of people, and I enjoy Nick Saban. <laughs> I want to see. Um, a, I want to see a seven part documentary on Nick Saban. Uh, well, we're getting it. Trust me. Oh, and you're gonna love it. We're gonna get it. Kirby Smart. Um, Kirby bothers me, so he might be three, but keep going. Mark Stoops. Uh, no problem with Mark Stoops. Doesn't bother me at Whatever. all. Whatever. You're just saying that because Bob might be listening right now. Behind the scenes, you've told me you can't <laughs> yeah. stand Mark you Stoops. You and I have had many discussions about Mark, Mark Stoops behind the scenes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, Bob. Lane Kiffin. Lane, uh, same as what I said about Nick. A lot of people are bothered by him. I find him hilarious and a little bit charming in a train wreck uh, can't get out of his own way. Um, I, I like. I, I kind of like Lane Kiffin, and I like when he throws shade at people. So he doesn't bother me. You've now, talked about starts Jim- throwing it at OU. Maybe my attitude changes. But we've already talked about Jimbo and Brian Kelly, mm-hmm. Sam Pittman, um, Arkansas. That could possibly end up being a guy. I don't have a problem with him right now, but I could see where. He and that fan base could get really irritating really quick. Uh, I found your number three. Josh Heupel. Oh, I forgot about Heupel. Yeah, there's three. Easy. <laughs> Mike Leach. Mix in a salad, Josh. Uh, Mike Leach, I love Mike Leach. He's the pirate. What are you doing? What am you I doing? What? Do that. what? You I can't, can't do, do what? That. Give a guy a little bit of advice? Shane Beamer. I uh, love Shane Beamer. No problem with him. Eli Drinkwitz. <laughs> don't even know who that scientist is. I punished myself yesterday, and I, uh, for some reason, middle of the afternoon, I finally sat down. I'd been running errands all day. I finally sat down, and I turned it on the SEC network because it was SEC media days. Mm-hmm. And uh, Paul Feinbaum was interviewing Eli Drinkwitz, and I watched the interview. <laughs> and they spent most of the 15-minute interview talking about um, oh man, what's your country music? Uh, uh, not Eric Church. What's the What's the big guy? Luke Combs. Luke Combs. They spent most of the interview talking about Luke Combs. Yeah. So apparently, Eli Drinkwitz and Luke Combs are good friends. Ah, well, he's a good buddy of mine. Uh, then I like uh, I like Luke Eli. Combs went to App State. Yes. Eli Drinkwitz used to coach at App State. Um. So anyway, they text each other Ties all the time, it. and they're buddies, you. and they they talked about. It. So that's all I know about Eli Drinkwitz. Yeah, that's all. He also is he will shoot off once in a while. He's kind of a little bit of a Lane Kiffin in that regard. Like he'll he'll throw some zingers out there, people. Billy Napier, the new head coach at Florida. Any reason um, not to like him? No reason as of right now, but um, maybe maybe in the future we'll see. But no no problem right now. Hall- Brian Harson at Auburn. Um, I find him irritating, but he's not. He wouldn't surpass Kirby at four. Kirby's four right now. And then there's some guy named Clark Lee oh, at no, Vanderbilt. No, no there's not. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> never heard of L E L E A is how you spell. I, his last no name. problem with anyone that coaches at Vandy. I just feel sorry. Anchor for down. Him. Yeah, I feel sorry. Anchor for down. Him. They say. 
So you go uh, Jimbo one. We're, this is the – well, hang on, hang on. Um, Steve Sarkeesian. Sarkeesian would not make – Sarkeesian, my problem with him is he's too straight-laced. Like, he doesn't do anything to irritate me, so that irritates me. I'm not supposed to like you. I don't like him, but I don't dislike him. He's just kind of there, if that makes sense. Like, he's not Tom Herman. I think he's right. a buffoon, and I think he's a terrible coach. <laughs> but that doesn't mean he's irritating to me. So he's still out of, outside the top five. So Jimbo one. Yes. Brian Kelly two. Yes. Josh Heupel three. Correct. Former OU quarterback that led them to their last national championship. Two separate people. I Heisman separate runner-up. I can separate their lives, okay? They're two They're separate not two people. different people. They are They're two, the same person. They are not the same person. Don't know who that and, guy is. Uh, who was four for you? Kirby? Kirby's, Kirby's probably four. Or Brian. Kirby uh, is ahead of no. Sark? Um, yeah, I'd put Kirby ahead of uh, Sarkeesian, yeah. So Sarkeesian, five. I go uh, uh, Jimbo one. I agree with you. Jimbo one. Like just everything about Jim. his name is Jimbo. Right. <laughs> How are we supposed to take you seriously? Right. <laughs> his name is Jimbo. And then every time he opens his mouth, you're like, well, I don't know what he's about to say, but I'm telling you right now, I'm not going to believe it. I had fish last night. Well, Liar. I can promise you the one thing you didn't have was fish, you know. So Jimbo is one. And Tex and the fact that he's at Texas A and M is a perfect fit. Absolutely. Um I will say this great facilities that he's got down there, Jimbo. Uh, Nick is two for me. And I perfectly understand the greatness of Nick Saban, the greatest college football coach of all time. He is um, fantastic. He's great in all regards. There is very much a... Nick knows it. He knows it. He knows he's the greatest football coach of all time, and there's a Bobby Knight arrogance to him that everything I say should be the edict of uh, everyone in sports should listen to everything I say because I'm Nick Saban and I know what's best for everyone. There is there, that. There is a hotty toddy. Oh, I shouldn't say that. That's Ole Miss. There is a high in the castle king feel to him that uh, drives me bananas. I figured he would drop down on your list a little based on. I figured you would like the Miss Terry stuff and the oatmeal cream pies. I figured you'd find those two things charming. How he treats his wife, calls her Miss Terry, and then... Miss Terry can kick rocks as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> what about nah, what about the little Debbies? Knows. What about the little Debbies? Does that do anything for you on the L rankings? Does he that help you? Oatmeal... I, I, the whole Miss Terry and oatmeal cream pies and all that—that's just a cover. Just he—that is some PR person trying to make him more likable. No, I'm just kidding. I, I think uh, there's a chance that. Um, uh, some people who used to work for Nick Saban are listening right now who now work for us, and that could be angering them. But, you know, it's jealousy. It's out of jealousy. 
you know? I mean, they just keep winning titles. Right. So it's the same thing with the Yankees and the Lakers and Michael Jordan and everything. I cannot like the – I'm not like you. I'm not a front runner. I don't latch on to Alabama and say I'm going to pull for Alabama now and buy a jacket. I don't latch on to Alabama. Kind of but if they're playing uh, you know, Florida State mm-hmm. in a national title game, yeah, I'll probably hope they win. It's not latching oh, on, I don't get Yeah, anybody who would root for Alabama, which you've just established, you do. Um, I don't know if that's rooting or not. I don't know how you would label that. There's a bandwagoner. There's a bandwagoner. Go ahead. Who's your number three? Uh, A tie at three with uh, Kirby and Brian Kelly. I think they're the same person. They might be the same person. (laughs) But Kirby is a true, like, like Kirby fits in the SEC, right? You just the way he talks, oh, the way absolutely. he looks, the way he walks, he is SEC, everything. Yes, uh, Brian Kelly is just. I, I don't know <laughs> to go from Notre Dame to LSU, <laughs> the, the dancing and the accent and the I don't know. I just think that's gonna as as irritating as he is. I'm very much looking forward to seeing it, the disaster, the pending disaster at LSU with Brian Kelly is going to be a lot of fun. That being said, there are a lot of likable coaches in the SEC. Oh, there are. Most yes. of them non-threatening, probably. Like, I agree with you on Lane Kiffin. I find him entertaining. But because he's non-threatening, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, nobody's really worried about Ole Miss at this point, I guess. Uh, 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 Mark Stoops. Mike Leach. Very likable. Yeah. Mike Leach. Very likable. You love Shane Beamer. Josh Josh Heupel, very likable yeah, for well. me. Shane Beamer, one of the great dudes I've ever met in my life, Shane Beamer. So now we'll see when we start playing each other a little more, all that opinion change. Clark Lee, I love Clark Lee, TJ. Clark uh, LEA Lee, head coach at Vanderbilt, and I go way back to uh, like seven minutes ago when I first learned that he was the head coach at Vanderbilt. <laughs> All right, break time, 821. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment, your full-line dealer for bad boy zero-turn mowers, tractors, and implements. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby, exit 104B, and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle exit 108. RK Black brings you this hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show. They bring you... uh. The best office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses in Oklahoma and Kansas. Copier, fax, printer, scanner, document management, network solutions. So much more. rkblatt.com, 918-405-943-9800. From the 918 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Yeah, go ahead. Toby, have you heard any news on summer workouts for OU basketball? No. Not, not, no, nothing, no, no. Other than everybody's happy and it's going well. Uh, this one says, I think. I will be over at the Lloyd Noble Center today, though. So uh, maybe I'll run into somebody and we can chat tomorrow. This texter says, I think there's a good chance they are gone after this year if the SEC figures out the schedule they are going to use. They may be playing dumb that- publicly. I think they probably know how they're structuring this thing already. But. Yeah, maybe they're still mm. working that out. I mean, not the schedule, but they know who's going to be where and how they're going to structure it, I would think. What do you mean by that? Meaning... Like the model, the, the scheduling model, model yes, they want to use? Yes, yes, yes. You, I mean. you think they know and they're just playing dumb? 
I think they have a pretty good idea. I'm not saying it's finalized, but I think they have a pretty good, uh, you know, idea of what they're going to do. Well, I mean, here's what's being reported that they, they, the two most likely situations is either the, uh, uh, one seven or the three six. Yes. Um, and there is significant debate as to whether an eight or a nine game conference schedule is the better way to go. And that's what there is not a consensus on that. The, there are teams such as a, oh, well, I mean, South Carolina, for example, that has a annual non-conference game with Clemson. Uh, Florida, which has annual non-conference games with Florida State and Miami. You know, tough annual non-conference games built in that are like, listen, eight's enough. Eight, eight conference games is enough. This is the SEC. Playing in the SEC is tough. We don't want nine conference games plus Florida State and Miami or nine conference games plus Clemson or whatever. And then there are those on the other side who say, uh, nine would be more money. We can get a bigger television package with a nine-game conference season, and we'll just take it easy in the non-con or whatever. And that's what they have not been able to reach a consensus on yet. But I think it'll be one of those two things. I also believe OU is in those conversations. I think OU and Texas are in those conversations. They are... You know, as it pertains to the future of the SEC, Oklahoma's got a seat at the table. They're not going to the uh, media days, but they are, you know, participating in those conversations as to what the future scheduling of the SEC is going to look like because they are going to be a part of the future of the SEC. So that, in my mind, is the maybe the biggest factor is to whether bedlam continues or not mm-hmm. one of them i mean one the biggest factor is osu's desire for it to continue or not but if there's an eight game sec schedule you're much more likely to want to go ahead and play osu than if there's a nine game conference schedule i think either way oh you would like to do it but um anyway i think that it's going to land on one of those two things i'm rooting for the Three six, I, I, more conference games, more entertainment. As far as I'm concerned, but I don't know where they're going to land. Dad joke of the day: Did you hear about the chameleon who couldn't change color? He had a no. reptile dysfunction. Oh wow, <laughs> <laughs> that's borderline inappropriate. <laughs> Won't eat Texas-shaped <laughs> waffle, but will root for the Texas Rangers. No, I that was Toby last week. Someone sent me on the text line a picture of a, a Texas shaped waffle and asked if you would eat that, and I said no, he would not eat that no, Texas shaped waffle. No. Uh, Are they talking about in the home run derby last night? Oh, maybe so. That you were. I'm not. A, I'm not Corey a Texas Seager. Ranger fan. Yeah, I I'm am. not a Texas Ranger fan. Yeah, TJ's the Texas Ranger, and fan. I'll eat a Texas shaped waffle that's put in front of me. I won't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, born. In Texas. I am Texas. Yeah, no, TJ, firmly, if you're new to the show, TJ loves the state of Texas. Everything about the state of Texas. I don't love UT. Much more I didn't even love UT when I lived there, so. Roots against the clear. Oklahoma City Thunder. 
I do root against the Oklahoma uh, City Thunder. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, who's worse, Kelly or Mule Shoe? Well, Mule Shoe now. He goes to the top of the list. Uh, Toby obviously slept at a Holiday Inn Express last night. I would, I would <laughs> agree with that. <laughs> I did stay at a Holiday Inn Express on vacation. Now that I think about it, well, in now Custer, you know South why. Dakota, it all makes sense now. Yes. In Custer, South Dakota, TJ, we stayed at a Holiday Inn Express. It was right next to the Grizzly Gulch Miniature Golf Course, and we played this. Okay, so the day we went, listen to this day. This was, this was a day. Golf course. That sounds like somewhere the Griswold family would go on vacation. That's exactly right. Listen to this day. So we left North Platte, Nebraska that morning, okay? Driving north. We stopped at Carhenge, which I never heard about before, but I uh, saw it was on our way in Alliance, Nebraska. There's a place called Carhenge. You know the Cadillac Ranch in Amarillo where the cars are buried? Yes. Am I talking to anyone right? Okay. I answered the phone. Uh, Yes, I know. I've heard of it, yes. There's a guy up in Nebraska that has made a Stonehenge out of cars. He's buried cars to make it look like Stonehenge. They call it Carhenge. So we stopped there and looked at Carhenge, okay? Then we went up to uh, Mount Rushmore in South Dakota. We we stopped at Mount Rushmore for a couple hours, hiked it and everything. Then we went over to Crazy Horse. Same day, went over to Crazy Horse. It's about 20 minutes away or so. Then we spent the night in Custer and played the Grizzly Gulch miniature golf course. And then right next to the Grizzly Gulch is an ice cream shop. We finished off the day with a scoop of ice cream. That now that's a day like right there. a Toby there. Rolling day right there. That's, that's, huh? that's big time. And we Toby stayed at day. the Holiday Inn Express that night. <laughs> Are you jealous? You're jealous. I'm, a oh, bit, just slight, oh, just slightly yep. jealous. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Um, Dominated the Grizzlies. Sean may have sent this way. one in because he s- suggested this before. 16 coaches in the SEC. It's time for big brother coaches. Who wins? Well, Nick wins because he just tells all the rest of them to get out and they listen to him. Y'all, y'all are going to have no. to leave now, okay? Uh, get out of my house. Good question. So to win big brother – you have to have a good social game. Nick has no social game. Um, you have to be a good. I'm assuming we're playing all the events and everything, Absolutely. right? Absolutely, so you've got to be a fairly good athlete. Jimbo's out pretty um, quick. Nobody likes Jimbo's Jimbo. out. Nobody likes Jimbo. Nick would be like the biggest threat from day one. They'd get him out immediately. Shane Beamer may win the thing. He could compete in the competitions, and I think yep. everyone would yep. like him and get along Popular. with him. He would, he would form yep. good uh, alliances, I think. Unassuming when he comes in the house, and yes. all of a sudden you look up and there's five people left, right. and you're like, that gum beamer might win this thing. Yeah. Hypo's not going to make it through the athletic no, events. No, he wouldn't, he wouldn't stay for the slop. He'd just uh, leave. Leech, Leech would be funny for like three weeks, and then they'd say, we can't take Leech anymore. <laughs> we got to get him out of here. <laughs> Could you imagine Leech in the diary room? Lane Kiffin would get uh, kicked out for flirting with Julie Chen like opening night. He would be, he would be eliminated. Um, 
Clark Lee would be turned away at the door because they'd be like, wait, who are you? You're not an like, SEC no, no, coach. Are you, aren't you supposed to be behind the camera? Are you cameraman? Who are you? Brent would have a shot, don't you he think? Would, I think him and uh, Shane, I think, would team up and do it like in an unassuming way so that they would be sharing information but not look like they're working together, if that makes sense. They try to keep good, their distance. Uh, uh, he would be good in the uh, the athletic events. Mm-hmm. He would have a good social game, like really, you know. He would be inspiring to, to people that are with. down, you know, depressed after they've been in there a while. They're yeah, nervous about stuff. Brent would build them back up. Man, come on. You got this, man. You got this. You still got the veto, man. You play for the veto, you win that. Man. I mean, you know? Are we saying it comes good. down good to thing. Brent Venables and Shane Beamer? Are we being uh We're homers being homers. Here? We're being absolute homers. But when you think about it and think about the Big Brother house, mm-hmm. I, I think I think there's a good chance they would definitely be like top five, like you're saying. Someone might wise up and like knock them off towards the end if they happen to win a uh, head of household and break them up, knowing that they're a team or something. But I think there's a good chance one of those two would win it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we're. I think we've nailed it. Yeah. What about Brian Kelly? How would he do? <laughs> this text says Brent. Uh, Brent plays too hard, too fast. That may be true. He's Could full be. of a lot of energy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back. The Ref. Network studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. All right, I got some uh, miscellaneous, some potpourri, some this and that that I haven't uh, checked off the list today. 841 on a uh, Tuesday. By the way, it's going to be like hot doesn't even describe it today, okay? It's going to be maybe record-setting heat. 111. I saw the all-time record for high in July in the state of Oklahoma is 110. We might get 111, 112 today. So, like, don't go outside. TJ, don't go for a walk at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I just okay? let Chris Plank in the building, and he was standing out there for a little bit, and he's like, oh, my goodness, it's hot out here. Uh, a lot of you have been asking for this, so here you go. Updated bracketology from Joe Lenardi, TJ, for this year's NCAA God, men's basketball get tournament. Heck, get out of here, Joe Lenardi. Looking, uh, looking. I mean, there's not like a ton of pressure on um, Porter Moser, but they did not go to the tournament last year. Probably should have. We think they should have, but they didn't. So need to go this year or there's going to be some pressure, right, TJ? And it looks like as of right now, they're in. OU, the 10 seed yes. in Sacramento. Oh, only the 10 they will seed? Be, they will be taking on Purdue in a 7-10 first-round matchup of my two favorite teams. Winner gets UCLA in round two in Sacramento. last season for uh, Porter Moser. That was a short tenure. I, I want to stress, this is not final, so do not oh, okay. book your tickets okay. yet. All right. <laughs> Still got a chance to improve on that seeding, Porter. Right, right, right. The one seeds are Gonzaga, North Carolina, Kentucky, and Houston. Future uh, Big 12 member, Houston. The two seeds, UCLA, Texas, Kansas, and Baylor. Wow. Three two seeds out of the Big 12. Okay, uh, so there you go. There's your. A lot of people have been asking for that. TJ, did you see the uh, Texas Tech NIL 
deal. Hmm. I don't think so. Maybe. The Matador Club. The Matador Club, TJ, is what Olé! they call their collective. Uh, they have announced that the Matador Club will sign 100 Red Raider football players to a one-year $25,000 NIL contract. This is something we've seen at a few places mm-hmm. around. Mm-hmm. All 85 scholarship players plus 15 walk-ons will receive $25,000 a year from the Matador Club. Um, The players will be expected to do community service and charitable work in the Lubbock area. Now, this is the the part here that, you know, you got to, like, because they got to do something for the 25000 teach. So how well yep. orchestrated is that? Is that that's going to be the difference between getting in trouble and pulling this thing, these things off is they got to really get these kids out and do some things. Well, and what's the value we've of what they see, do? We got to see too if some case. of these things are going to happen. A&M's getting in trouble for their NIL stuff because they're not able to pay guys what they've been promised. Um Oh, what's the... Really? Uh, I haven't heard about that. What's the... Uh, Jordan Addison has already called out USC for promises really? that they had made him and they're not delivering on. And he's like, hey, this is not what you told me on NIL deals. Where's my money? Like He came out last week while you were gone and said, where's my money? So... Show me the money? Show me the money. So some of these, I think, there's schools that are throwing stuff out there, promising stuff, and I don't know that they've got the backing for some of it yet. So we'll see how this all plays out. Are you telling me this whole NIL thing may not work out? I'm telling you there's the a way chance, that, yes. That Jay Billis dreamed it would? Oh, Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, because I think there's some people promising some things that they don't necessarily have ironed out. I said, what? And the I kids, the kids, when they're told something, want their money, especially if they're a Bolitnikoff-winning uh, receiver, and they come to your school. He wants what you told him he was going to get. Listen, you come here, we're going to give you one million dollars to play for us. As soon what as we, we didn't get tell the you is it will not be American currency. Uh, so yeah, I mean, you know, so the Matador Club, that's the deal. Now, the the interesting thing for me is they said 85 scholarship players and 15 walk-ons. Uh, how do you pick which 15? Like, who's the 16th walk-on, you know? That would suck, yeah. Brutal. Flip a coin. That's a $25,000 decision as to which 15 walk-ons deserve the, uh, the money. I probably should have just kept it to the, I mean, I'm all for the walk-ons because the scholarship guys are already being very well taken care of, but. You're going to put a limit there, then, ouch, maybe some decisions going to be made. But, you know, they just announced the $200 million uh, facilities project out there at Texas Tech, too. So. That's right, yeah. Red Raiders doing some things, doing some things. Reminder that the top 25 college football countdown, the T-Row in the Morning Show top 25 college football countdown, the most unreliable, inconsequential top 25 you'll find anywhere for this 2022 season starts Monday. Starts Monday. We will unveil team number 25 on Monday. All right, Chris Plank joins us to wrap up a Tuesday edition of the T-Row in the Morning Show next. 
This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com. All right, here we go. Wrapping up the show, Tuesday, July 19. Stick around, though. The Plank Show coming up next as we are joined now by Chris Plank. Talking about you yesterday. Uh, oh, no. I don't know. Were your ears burning at all yesterday? I don't know. I'm, my ears are always burning. I'm always nervous. Some conversations. Right now, everyone's ears are burning. <laughs> That's a good point, TJ. Jody said, <laughs> said right now, everybody's yeah. ears are burning. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's Good morning, Plank. How it's are like you 110 outside right now. I'm good, Toby. I'm good. It's uh, been, been quite a wild ride over the last week for the Plank family, but uh, we're persevering. We're fighting through. Yeah, how's the arm doing? Uh, so we go back for a follow-up today. Uh, my daughter has a broken wrist, and it was quite dramatic. It was her second ever workout. And she, or no, I'm sorry, first ever workout. <laughs> she fell and broke her wrist. So we go for the follow-up today. Toby feels her pain. And uh, then, to cap things off, we uh, Sunday, our, our AC goes out. And, no. Yeah, and thankfully, thankfully, either A, someone was listening, or uh, B, we just got in early. Uh, they came out at 10 a.m. yesterday, only to inform us that we do need an entirely new unit. So, Oh, no. Yeah. So Brutal. It's a, a nice little 16 grand hook, uh, hickey, but we're good. We Did uh, get it installed? No. So last night, we have, um, at my house, there is a garage that has air conditioning in it that we've kind of made into a, an office. Fancy. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Um, and is that where your studio is at? That's where the studio is, right? That's where the studio yeah. is in our... You gotta come visit this place. You should. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. No, it's really hot right now. I wouldn't do it right now. Um, but okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I'll the, wait for the fall. The pool is even hot right now. You can't even get in the pool because it's like a sauna right now. But uh, so we all slept out in the office last night. It was quite an experience. The three dogs. Uh, the oldest daughter went and stayed with a friend. Uh, we pulled uh, mattresses out there. We were using chairs. So it was. It was quite a night so in the, the Plank household. The garage AC is working. Correct. It's a the house. It's a AC window unit. It's old school, baby. You can hear you. it. I got you. Yeah, it's like a hotel I like, unit. I somehow. like a good window unit that oh. spits on you every once in yeah. a while. You know? it's, yeah, it's it's night and it's cold. It's cold, but um, yeah, it's not. It's not going to get the job done long term. Did you guys so. ever have? Are, are you guys ever have one of those car window units growing up? Either one. You guys remember those car at all? Window. You could put in like windows. the. You could put a little. Uh, am I dreaming this, or did when we were a kid? Did, couldn't you put like a air conditioner in the window of your car? If you could, you I don't down remember the seeing that or ever. We never had it, and I don't remember seeing Somebody it. Somebody text us and let us know. If, I know we were late in the show, but I swear they used to make. I like, didn't stick out a long ways like they do on your house, but they used to make these little window units huh. you could put on your car because not every car had air conditioning. Yet. Right, right, right. And you would roll, you would wedge it in there with your window, and you would drive down the road, and it would air condition in your car. Hmm. And it would spill over. Huh. I swear, I remember that? those when I was a little kid. That's awesome. I don't. Rem- I need to get one could've of those. Been a dream. I might, I might need been one a of those to walk around with. That'd be fantastic. Hey. I noticed this because I feel like I'm on a heater right now <laughs> beyond the weather with my Netflix recommendations. Uh, the girl uh-huh. in the picture has been a big hit among those who have watched it. Have you uh, okay. t- Have you taken time to watch the D.B. Cooper series? I have. I watched it on vacation uh, in the backseat of the car. 
going uh, from Montana back to Oklahoma. What'd you think? Fascinating. It's, but so it's got to be, it's gotta be the, frustrating to you because there's no end, right? There's no finish. There's no kind of resolution right. in it. Right. It is frustrating. I, um, I, uh, but they set it up front, so you kind of knew yeah. up front that this is not going to be solved. Um, Someone it's, said it's, you're correct on the window, car window unit, but I can't read the rest of their text, but they say you are correct. Okay. Yeah. Um, I cannot believe it's unsolved, I guess, is my exactly. takeaway from it. Exactly. Like, I cannot believe that somebody didn't didn't admit to it. Like, that is uh, one of the last things I think in one of the, the last episode was, it is astonishing that whoever pulled this off, if indeed they lived, which if they died, wouldn't we have found something oh, at some point? Then that's like, the theory that the animals would have eaten it. Uh, all these but, wild but the animals. Parachute and everything, I know, you know. Right? I did like that theory. I never heard that theory before. And I'm I'm big. If there's a podcast on DB Cooper, I've heard it. If there had been a special on DB Cooper, I've watched it. Toby, I've read a book really? on DB Cooper. I'm fascinated really? with this story. So who do you think it is? Okay, I like the theory that they had with the guy that said, Hey, you see those people over there? Tomorrow they're gonna tell you that they found some of the money. And then the next thing you know, there they are on TV, and they found some of the, the money. Very first dude. The that, very that, first that they, dude. It was right. too short. That was, was too, too short. short. Right. But it is. I don't know. I, I honestly, I think he died. I, I I think he's dead. I don't think he made it. I don't think you magically just scatter cash. But you're right. I I, I think we would have known something. And all these people that claim it, I was DB Cooper, and I transitioned to a woman. You're like, wait, what? So it's just there's so many crazy things in this story. I'm infatuated with this story, Toby. Which is why I'm glad you watched the Netflix. Yeah, I didn't know much about it. Okay, I had heard the name, but didn't know much about it till I watched the special, and now I want to know more. So it is. It is very intriguing. That's for sure. Very intriguing. <laughs> uh, the fact that nobody knew him before, too. Right. Nobody said, "Yeah, I knew this guy that yes. was on a plane." And it, it just seems uh, he magically appeared out of nowhere. Very Chris, odd. have a great show today. So have TJ, a great day, buddy. I'm, getting, I'm wrapping it up, TJ. I'm wrapping it up. <laughs> Thanks for listening today, everybody. Have a great Tuesday. Stay cool. Bye.